0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts couture information technology expert at Nucor Steel and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer, Doctor, and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we'll talk about the world of Wi-Fi. What's the best way to protect your Wi-Fi network while at home? Is Wi-Fi always free? Later, we'll talk about the many uses of Wi-Fi, like how to use it to send documents to your printer and from any computer or smartphone in your home. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING with any comments or questions you have about Wi-Fi. That's 877-672-7464 or email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent. Joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson, uh, Newcore Steel Jackson in Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. We also have on the phone with us Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're going to talk about the world of Wi-Fi. I don't know if we'll get to everything today because there's so much to cover with Wi-Fi, but we'll talk about some of the more simple things, like what's the best way to protect your Wi-Fi network while at home. Is Wi-Fi always free? What should you do about using public Wi-Fi? And later we'll talk about the many uses of Wi-Fi, like sending documents to your printer from any computer or smartphone. So if you're listening this morning, you have any questions or comments about your Wi-Fi, maybe it's running slowly or you're having some issues, you want to get some advice, 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464 or you can email Tech at MPB online. Mind.org. Good morning, Wiltz. How are you? Good morning. How's it going this week? It's going well. Jeremy, are you on the phones? Can you hear us? Uh, yes, I'm here. Excellent. All right, so I want to know from both of you individually, like, what's going on in your tech world? I know what's going on in mine, but when it comes to tech this week, what's been going on with you, Wiltz? Well,
2: one of the things that's really, really been fun, um, it seems like I like to play in Facebook a little bit too much sometimes, and it <laughs> seems like that, that old-school hoax is back. Mm-hmm. The if I post this out there, it's going to make all of my posts private, and then uh, that you,
0: disclaimer as a status. Yeah, yeah. And, talk about that because I see people posting. I am posting this status to protect my information. What what is all of that
2: about? It, uh, what is it about? It's just about me shaking my head a lot. Uh, <laughs> somehow this got started. I don't know. It was years ago, probably around uh, at least four or five years ago, and you know bottom line is if you put it out there on social media it's not private it doesn't right. you know um it, but for some reason some people are being you know tricked in it. it's it's the old oh i saw this on the news and and uh you know tom brokaw said it so it must be true or you know it's, it's like anything if you put it in quotations and put it on the internet all of a sudden everyone believes it is the truth mm-hmm. and there's just absolutely no truth to it there's nothing you can you know the thing that people don't ever do, whenever you're installing a piece of software, or going onto a website, signing up for an account, no one, everyone just agrees to that nice, long, legal, and I know y'all have the uh, the legal show, this would be a really interesting thing, I think, with those folks, but uh, no one ever reads that, but by signing up for your Facebook account, your Twitter account, your your... You know whatever account you're agreeing to allow them to use your information anyway so you're right. not protecting yourself with some status and, and disclaimer all it's really doing is it's really meant to clog up the uh the news feed and and keep it where people can't see enough funny pictures of cats that's really <laughs> what ends up happening
0: jeremy uh have you seen this on your timeline on facebook
3: yes and i uh, posted a similar message to my own friend saying look you can't modify the facebook terms and conditions." with a status update. Mm-hmm. As soon as you hit agree, you agreed. that's it, it's over. Yeah. So, glad to hear that Wilkes is also helping people understand that that's not, you can't change anything by by adding a status update.
0: Right. And Jeremy, I'm sure your week has been busy uh, considering you're the, the computer doctor and phone surgeon. That sounds pretty uh, sophisticated there. <laughs> anything interesting happening in your uh, part of the tech world this week?
3: Well, I've uh, been battling a little bit of illness and uh dragged myself back to work yesterday. Uh, fixed a couple of phones. Actually had a battery explode in my face yesterday. Was it a Samsung um, Galaxy Note 7? No, it wasn't a Note 7. Oh, okay. And uh, I'd like to just have a moment of silence for the Note 7 because <laughs> that was a seriously awesome phone and I can't believe that they're just going to close it up. I know why they're doing it as far as reputation goes, mm-hmm. but still, that was just that was such a game-changing phone. It was beautiful. And now no one gets to have one.
0: So tell us more about this phone that blew up in your face. How? What happened?
3: Uh, well, um, we have a uh, an apparatus that takes a, uh, an iPhone and uh, can bend it back to shape because these iPhone 6s and 6s, the aluminum that they're made with is just really kind of thin. So we put it in the little machine, and we gradually bend it back. Well, apparently, um, I must have bent the battery just enough to... Uh, to
0: cause it to explode oh wow okay well there uh, weren't any casualties right? No casualties.
3: Okay, um, I did freak out a little bit. Uh, I did uh, quickly remove it from the phone that I was working on, and there was no damage whatsoever. So I was pretty happy with that, albeit a little freaked out by the fact that a battery just caught fire in my face.
0: Right. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Um, we, we do have a caller on the line early. Joan is in Ripley and has a question about uh, different types of Internet connections. Good morning, Joan. What do you have for us?
4: Um.
5: I have a question about the difference between DSL and and broadband, and whether one is better than the other, or stronger or faster, and and just the difference between the cable and a and a phone line for your internet.
0: Okay, uh, Jeremy, you want to tackle that one?
3: Sure. Um, DSL is broadband. Um, it's in these days. It's it's a much slower form of broadband. Uh, with AT&T's uh, original DSL service, you would get a much slower service with their Uverse. They've turned the speed up a little bit. Uh, then you can also get into cable, which is uh, much faster. And then we're also seeing the beginning stages of fiber, which is very, very fast being dropped here in Mississippi. So um, specifically, like, uh, what service were you asking about? Who are you considering for your service? Well,
5: I have had uh, DSL through CenturyLink t- for from the beginning, and I mean it's it's been mediocre at best. But my, I'm helping a friend buy another house, and we we're about to see about getting internet service to the house. And I was just wondering: so, is, are there other uh, companies besides Comcast that have cable? Is UVerse a cable?
3: Uh, UVerse is a connection that runs uh, into your house, kind of like DSL. Um, that comes through at&t uh and i know that it is only available in certain areas so depending on where your friend's house has been built uh you will have to check their service areas to see if it is available but as far as i know at least in my area comcast is top dog uh there is no faster internet unless you're going to go for fiber which at this point is very expensive and also very limited
2: yeah Wills, did you have something yeah i mean i'm i think i'm seeing the same thing up here in the jackson area we've uh... You know my kids will tell you all day long uh, dsl maybe a few years ago was was a lot better off for us but as everything has become more connected and it kind of falls into what we're talking about today is it's more and more devices that are that are getting engaged with the internet um dsl is really kind of fallen behind that curb um, with me with two teenagers at the house with you know roku's and laptops and smartphones and everything else we've pretty much saturated our dsl line our downside is um, cable doesn't come into our neighborhood so you know we're kind of uh we're kind of stuck there and there's a there's a third option that's out there um well fourth option i'm sorry we haven't gotten fiber up here yet either so uh i'm I'm looking forward to that one but you also have like my father uses the satellite internet because he's way out in the country and uh i guess in my opinion that kind of lags behind all of them but but yeah if if cable is an option uh, especially if you're looking at you know at um speed and that availability of like streaming media such as movies and such like that i mean definitely go for that cable route
5: okay well, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank Joan,
2: you. thank you so much
0: for your call. 877-MPB-RING is the number. If you want to join the conversation, we're talking about the world of Wi-Fi. If you have any questions or comments about how to use Wi-Fi, how to speed yours up, or how to protect it, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Uh, So, Jeremy and Wilts, I was looking at this article, and it was talking about the convenience of Wi-Fi and the security of Wi-Fi. And, uh, the, the gist of the article basically said that people really didn't care if they were secure when using Wi-Fi, that it mainly mattered that it was convenient. So, for instance, if you're in a coffee shop somewhere using a public Wi-Fi connection and you have a feeling that it may not be the most secure, at that moment it's convenient. So people are saying, okay, well, as long as it's convenient, I'm not too worried about the security. So that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, first of all, first off, let's start off by defining Wi-Fi and what it is, because it's a term that's used often, but a lot of times we don't even know what the meanings of these things are. So if you were to give a definition to Wi-Fi, what would it be?
2: Uh, For me, it would be wireless connection of any kind of smart device, Um, you know, just basically the untethering, not having the wire between you and the wall that allows you some mobility and options, access to information that you may not normally have access to.
0: Okay. And Jeremy, how would you explain Wi-Fi to uh, somebody who has no idea what it is?
2: Uh,
3: I would say uh, the best way to explain it would be um, it's a means of communicating with devices without using wires. I mean, that's, that would be the simplest way to put it, I think.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, so when we talk about Wi-Fi security, um, oh, well, first of all, when we talk about whether or not it is always free, that's something I want to know because I am struggling right now uh, to not go over my data cap. I'm trying to use <laughs> Wi-Fi w- wherever I can. Uh, but most time, Wiltz, is Wi-Fi always
2: free? I think, honestly, we're seeing a lot more free. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's an absolute that it's free. Uh, for for example, um, was traveling this weekend with the band trip with my kids and the wife and so many different places we're stopping, you know, and just restaurants, malls, stores, you're, you're seeing signs in all these windows, free wifi, free wifi, free wifi. But then, at the same time, when we stepped into the hotel, uh, of course, you can get a complimentary code if you're a part of the member group. But they they still wanted like 4.95 or 9.95 in order to connect. So, so it's not necessarily universal, but I think it is becoming more universally expected. I think a lot of us expect to find Wi-Fi a lot more so now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, what do you think about encouraging people to use wi uh, Free Wi-Fi is it is it a red flag if the Wi-Fi is free? Should you be asking questions?
3: Um, Yes, absolutely. Uh, Anybody can throw up a Wi-Fi hotspot just about anywhere and name it just about anything, McDonald's, AT&T, Comcast, whatever. Um, Be very careful about the wireless connections that you connect to. Uh, And if you do connect, um, I highly recommend the usage of a VPN, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. Um, But I wanted to talk, uh, if I could, uh, a little bit more about uh, free or somewhat free Wi-Fi options. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, your internet providers are actually opening up their devices in other people's homes and businesses uh, with a secondary network that you can connect to. I'm sure some of you have seen the Xfinity Wi-Fi connections that come off of the Comcast modems in addition to your own home network. Um, and I'm an AT&T customer, so when I go to places like uh, like Starbucks and McDonald's, it just wants to like jump on their Wi-Fi um, pretty much without any passwords or anything needed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, I have that Xfinity Wi-Fi app myself.
3: It's, it's, it's pretty convenient. Um, mm-hmm. It's really nice if you're just somewhere with an open spot. Again, I, I wouldn't just connect just because. Um, I would use some protection, of course, but they are available, and you do just sign into your Comcast account, and then you do have access to it. So you could do some basic stuff online. I just wouldn't do any, like, heavy banking or anything like that.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we'll get into what a VPN is as well. We need to take a quick break. And when we get back, we have Gordon and Sarah on the line. We have an email to get to as well. And we have some lines open if you want to join the conversation. We are talking about Wi-Fi today, the wonderful world of Wi-Fi, how to protect your Wi-Fi network if you're at home or out in public. Uh, We're also going to talk about continue discussing using Free public Wi Fi, and also what are some other uses for Wi Fi? Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number if you want to join the conversation. Eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or email everyday tech at MPB dot org. Gordon and Sarah, we're coming to you right after the break. This is Think Radio. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined in studio by Wiltz Couture. And on the phones, we have Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today, we are talking about Wi-Fi, the world of Wi-Fi, how to make sure you are using it securely. And also, we'll talk about the various uses of Wi-Fi as well. If you have any comments or questions about Wi-Fi, maybe yours is running kind of slowly and you want to know how to speed it up. 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877 672 7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Going back to the phones, Gordon is on the road with a question. Good morning, Gordon. What do you have for us? Hello. Hey, Gordon, you're on the air.
7: Hi. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, morning. My question is not really on topic about Wi Fi. Okay. Uh, it. I am a PC user and um, had a rather old PC with. Uh, iTunes on it and a rather extensive list of playlists and I bought a new computer and I, I can transfer my music library so the music can get on the new computer but I can't find a way to transfer the, the whatever it is, the, the list of playlists into iTunes on a new computer, new PC. Can you help?
0: Okay, and those playlists, you mean they're already organized and you want to transfer them them, uh, in that organized fashion? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any thoughts?
3: Uh, Hang on just a second, because I'm sure there's a way to export it in iTunes, but mine just updated, so I couldn't give him step by step. Hmm. There's definitely a way to export your your playlist in iTunes. Um, Okay.
2: You can actually go. Yep. Um I just found it myself. Uh if you go yeah. in iTunes under File and yeah. Library, there's actually an export playlist uh selection there. And once you select that, it will actually you know allow you to save that particular um playlist. configuration. Mm-hmm. And then once you get onto your new iTunes, uh basically the same thing, you go to uh choose file and library and there you'll then you'll also see import playlist and let you bring the uh, the backed up copy back in for you.
7: Okay. All right. So let me see if I got it. I go to the the old computer, go to file, go to export playlist.
2: Go to file and then library and then export playlist. Library. Yes. And
7: then export playlist. And then go to the new computer, go to file, go to iTunes, go to file go to a library and import playlists. Yes, sir. Wow, I can't believe it's that simple. I've been working at this for a while. Thank you so much.
2: Okay,
0: Gordon, give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, we go next to Sarah, who's in Jackson, with a question. Good morning, Sarah. What do you have for us? Oh,
5: hi. Um, this isn't about Wi-Fi either, but you were talking earlier about it, types of Internet connections, mm-hmm. and I just got the high-speed fiber. And I have noticed that when I try to download it, maybe it's a lot faster. But when I'm just surfing the web, I don't really notice any difference from what I had before. And I always wonder why that is.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, so, Jeremy, when you, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about this fiber connection. Um, what are some of the, the ways that you're supposed to notice that it's uh, faster? What are your thoughts on uh, Sarah's question?
3: Uh, well, I've never actually used fiber myself, so everything that I discuss is theoretical. However, yeah. uh Seeing the surfing speed uh, going slower than your movie downloads is definitely suspect. Um, I would go to speedtest.net and see what I was pulling in terms of uh, bandwidth, and then if it's – I don't even know ideally what you're supposed to pull, but the numbers that you get from that website – who is your fiber uh, carrier? I'm I'm assuming Seafire.
5: Okay.
3: Yeah, I would contact
5: Seafire
3: and Mm -hmm. let them know what those numbers are and ask okay. them if those are ideal for what they should be. And if they are, then your computer might need to be checked for malware or spyware or something like that because are you downloading the movies on your computer or is this on No, no,
5: platform? I'm talking about
3: yeah, streaming them.
5: When you stream movies, so that
7: okay. The
3: yeah, uh, so you might have something on your computer that's also preventing uh, your machine from performing properly.
0: Okay. And, and Sarah, that's a good idea to do that speed test, because the last carrier I had, I was paying for um, a certain amount of megabytes or whatever it is that affects the speed. And yeah. I was getting way, way less. And so I ended up yeah. having to cancel that carrier altogether because the area yeah. I was in, um, the, the signal and the tower wasn't good enough for me to... Ah, uh, get the speed that I was paying for. So it's a really good idea okay. to do that speed test and just have, check everything out. I have
5: out. checked it before, and it, it was pretty high. But I was wondering if it's just maybe there's the this, this cer you know, there's some limitation on the actual internet that I'm expecting it to be faster than it could possibly be, mm. <laughs> like instantaneous, you know? Yeah. I mean, because of the servers, uh, is that a possibility or?
2: Well, well, it could be the individual sites that you're going to. Um, well, I mean, it's the, kind of all of them. Yeah, and if you're yeah. seeing that consistency I, across the board. Um, you know, if you were just you know seeing that slowdown on like one or two sites, I'd say, oh, maybe the site's messing up. Yeah. But if you're seeing that consistency, I think there's something bigger going on.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank-
2: Thank
5: you. All right, you. Sarah. Thank you and good Thanks.
2: luck to you.
0: Uh, 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation. We are talking about Wi-Fi, uh, different ways to use Wi-Fi, how to protect your Wi-Fi network using public Wi-Fi. If you have any thoughts about that, call us at 877-MPB-RING. In addition, if you have any general tech questions, you can call us as well. Uh, doesn't have to be about Wi-Fi. 877-672-7464 is the number. Let us know what's going on in your tech world. You can also email us at at everydaytech at online.org All right, we have an email from Janet. says, I have Wi-Fi at home and an iPad, and my iPhone 6 Plus will connect, but I have two other iPhones that will not. What should I do? I've tried entering password, but it just keeps spinning and won't connect.
3: Um, I would say that you need to go to your settings and go to general, and then go to uh, reset, mm-hmm. and then go to reset network settings and then hit reset. And it's going to restart your iPad. That would be a good first place to start because that doesn't really do uh, a lot as far as the iPad goes. It's not gonna change anything. Um, If you're still having issues after that, I would consider possibly doing a software update. Um, And I would think that one of those two things should resolve the issue.
0: Okay. Wiltz, any thoughts on uh, how many devices a network can take at
2: one time you know, I mean, at, even home networks now, I mean, I don't think that sitting there saying about 10 or ten or 12 is saying too much. You do have to realize, though, it's kind of like um, I describe it a lot as like a water hose. You can only push so much through it. So um, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. If both of my kids are watching Netflix and then my wife gets on Netflix as well that internet pipe that that hose is going to only handle so much So someone's going to probably see a slowdown. So it really depends on how big of a hose you have. Mm-hmm. Um, number of devices, if, if you were looking more, I don't, I don't think a home, at least in my experience, I've not seen too many people oversaturate those home connections. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I look, I look at myself as a lot, you know, I mean, if we're not oversaturating ours, um, I think a lot of people would be hard pressed on that. So I wouldn't see that as a problem. One thing that popped into my mind uh, when I saw that question was how old are the old older iPhone items that she's looking at? Could we have a uh, compatibility issue depending on um, one thing we were mentioning during the break about, you know, some of us have probably seen the 2.4 gigahertz versus the 5 gigahertz um, wireless options. That can affect you some. Um, older devices will not connect to the newer 5 gigahertz um so she could have a compatibility issue going on there. I'd be kind of a little bit curious on as well. Um, definitely exactly what Jeremy was saying. You know, the, the, always try the simple thing first, resetting those network connectivity. You know, the worst thing that's going to come out of that is you're going to put your password back in. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it could just be some old settings that are hanging her up in there that it thinks it, it remembers something old. So,
0: All right. We have a couple calls to get to. Jeff is in Starkville with a comment. Good morning, Jeff. What do you have for us?
8: Um, I'd like to make a comment about the uh, the fiber, the speed of the fiber. We had um, uh, cable, and it was pretty nice. And I have many kids and myself, and the misses are on the Internet and streaming and all that. And then um, so we went to fiber, and there was a significant boost in speeds, especially in streaming. And then what I did was update to the most current um, router that I have, and it's able to um, handle multiple different signals, and that seemed to really allow everything to stream with no lag. I'm just responding to that previous caller about the fiber speed. I've noticed a big difference in the speed, and it's uh, streaming. There's no more lag time, but so I upgraded the router, and then um, also it could even be the computer system if the uh, processor isn't handling enough. If enough. If the hardware in the computer isn't up to speed, that
3: may affect some of the processing ability. Just wanted to pass that along. That's an excellent point. router or upgrade it? As in, like, buy a new one or, or upgrade the yeah. software on the current one? Uh, I've got a complete new router that was a multi band router, and it was the latest I would, generation. I would agree with you that, that having current hardware is definitely going to uh, help the issue. Um, but given that our other devices in the home were operating just fine, seemingly they would have to go through the same device. So I would say that they were probably operating on current technology.
8: Right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to pass that along with Fiber. It, it cruises along. We love it. We have multiple streaming devices, Netflix, games, uh, Gamers, the whole bit. And once we upgraded the router, it made a big difference.
0: All right, Jeff. That's a good All thought. On. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, we have another call. Dave is in Mobile with a comment. Good morning, Dave. Dave, you're on the air.
4: Okay, Uh been interested in listening about uh, Internet speeds uh, available to us. My wife and I were recently in Ireland, and we were astounded when we were told that the average Internet speed is 17.4 megabytes per second. Hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, is there, do you think. Any time uh, that we in the future will have that capability, or is it simply the size of the country and all that would be involved that would probably prevent that from ever happening?
0: That's a really good question, Dave. Uh, any thoughts on that, Jeremy? Uh,
3: yeah, I would say that um, the average speed company, uh, countrywide, ours is—I don't know what ours is—but I do know that like my own home internet gets about. 25 to 50 megabits per second. So I'd say that number is not as astounding as it sounds. Now, if it was gigabits per second, uh, I'd be over here sitting in my chair, you know, uh, real surprised. But um, megabits is is pretty standard these days. So I'd say that that's not
4: really too too major. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, just uh, uh, you know, it, it, it sounded like it was much faster uh than ours, and I've just uh uh googled uh see average connect speed in the us is about four megabytes per second uh, mm-hmm. that's average uh nationwide uh, but well. That's
0: interesting. Maybe I'm confused about these numbers because four seems really low. I mean, when I was being explained about streaming and stuff, I was told that I needed about 25 megabits per second to get uh, Netflix to streaming correctly. And so I thought that that was a standard in that, that 20 range. Uh, Jeremy, your thoughts on this idea that we're four megabytes per second in, in the U.S.?
4: Well, now, this oh. is – I just Googled it and – uh, this is uh, uh, from, you know, the first thing that came up was uh, PC magazine. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you take these things, you know, grain of salt. Uh, right. But uh, South Korea, I know, has phenomenal uh, Internet speeds. Uh, and just, you know, our size and infrastructure probably is a big factor that will limit us. But anyway, okay, thank you very much.
0: All right, interesting thoughts there, Dave. Uh, Jeremy, did you have any follow-up?
3: Uh, yeah, I would say that um, for the average home user, somebody who's at least using a broadband connection, they should be seeing at least that much. I mean, if not 10 and above. If you're a Comcast user, especially, you should probably be seeing 25 or more. Um, As far as streaming goes, I was going to say you're you're getting 25 if you're not wanting to pull your hair out while you're watching it, waiting for it to uh, (laughs) buffer.
0: Right. Yeah, now Dave has me looking up these uh, megabits per speed. Same uh, here. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see South Korea is, theirs is about 26.7, um, and, and, and the U.S. Is, is kind of further down. So that's very interesting. Thanks, Dave, for that call. Uh, Jeremy in Mississippi, we have to take a quick break and we'll get to your call right after the break, okay? We do have some lines open if you want to join the conversation. We're talking about Wi-Fi, uh, speed, the uses of Wi-Fi, and uh, we'll talk about how to make sure your Wi-Fi networks and routers and things are secure. On the way back from the break, you gave us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, 672 7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org if you have any comments or questions about Wi-Fi. This is, uh, I was about to say, next stop Mississippi. <laughs> this is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Everyday Tech at MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Wiltz Catrere, information technology expert at New Core Steel, Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Homes. Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson is joining us on the phone. He's the owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking about the world of Wi-Fi, how to protect your Wi-Fi network, uh, how to securely use it. You can call us at 877 M P B ring if you have any questions or comments about Wi-Fi, its speed, how to use it, how you use it, or if you have any general tech questions, you can give us a call at any time. We have plenty of time for you to join the show. 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, we have a caller to get to. Jeremy is in Mississippi with a question. Good morning, Jeremy. What do you have for us? Jeremy, we'll put you back on hold and see if we can't uh, figure out that connectivity issue. Um, Let's see, we do have an email. This one is from Mary. She says, if I buy a speaker tower for streaming free music from Amazon, will that use my internet data or... Does it work similar to Apple TV?
3: Uh, Anything that comes through your home network is going to use your data. Uh, but the Echo is an awesome device. I have one in my shop, and we use it every day. We love it.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of that data, though. But really, streaming audio is um, is, is very low-volume traffic. It should not impact it too much, though.
0: Yeah, in comparison to streaming video. Ooh, that's just completely different. All right, uh, Mary, thanks for that uh, email. Rob is in Canton with a question. Good morning, Rob. What do you have for us? Rob, you're on the air.
9: Oh, hey there. Uh, I live out in the country, uh, have had exceed uh, Internet satellite for about three years now, I guess. used to be great. Uh, starting out, had about uh, 19 down and uh, three up. And uh, in the last year or so, I guess they've gone more like to about 14 down at best. And uh, just want to know, is there, uh, is there any other better way out in the country to go besides the uh, satellite and any uh, opinions about the different uh, satellite providers?
0: Wow, Rob, that's interesting. We were just having this conversation uh, uh, over the break. Wilt, any thoughts?
2: You know, uh, my dad would love the answer to that exact same question. He uh, lives out in the country as well, and, and satellite Internet has just been a challenge, both in its cost and, and seeing the same things that you're seeing. The speed's just not quite keeping up uh now he's running his through HughesNet which i'm not sure who they're who they're piggybacking off of i don't honestly know that at beyond just working with him a little bit on that i don't know all that much about the satellite internet i don't know jeremy are you seeing much of that uh in your end of the world
3: uh pretty much every client that i have that lives out in the country has tried it and everybody has mentioned that it's not worth doing um, I've never used it myself so I have no personal experience but I, I've, I've heard nothing but bad things about satellite internet so my heart goes out to you Rob so is there any alternative you got your wireless providers like Verizon but the cost of those is is quite great I mean especially if you're are you streaming video
9: and things like that no uh, I've got a 10 uh, gigabyte data cap uh, that I go into a a 300 kilobyte restriction when I exceed that. So, you know, if I do even very much Facebook, I end up uh, crashing my cap.
2: You know, one thing that has uh, saved some sanity around my house is we we have DirecTV and you know, DirecTV is now owned or partnered with or however they phrase it, um, with AT&T and I mentioned before about our DSL at the house is not exactly optimum with teenagers in the house and streaming videos and Netflix binging. And by being AT&T and direct TV, we were able to actually get our unlimited internet back. And for us that has really, so now we're getting unlimited internet across our, you know, AT&T mobile devices. And it's really saved a lot of sanity as far as for some of those, the same things that you seem to be talking about there. Um, with hitting those data caps and stuff, I think that on our unlimited, they don't get data capped until 22 meg, which is generally enough to get my daughter through a Netflix binge in a month.
9: <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. All
0: right, Rob, thank you so much. And uh, if we have any listeners who live in rural areas and you have some thoughts about alternatives to satellite, Internet, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. Let us know uh, what you're doing to get that access in your rural area. And also we are talking about Wi-Fi. If you have any questions about Wi-Fi, its speed, how to use it for different things, Uh, if you have any general questions about tech, call us at 877 672 Four six four. We do have several lines open, 877-672-7464. All right, so earlier, Jeremy, you mentioned um, this acronym VPN uh, as an option when using Wi-Fi as, as a protective measure. Could you talk a little bit about what VPN is? Is it simple enough for the average person to use?
3: Yes, yes, it is. Uh, a virtual, a VPN is a virtual private network, which basically means it's a little server that you connect to to do all your private business instead of doing it from your home internet connection. Um, what it does is it creates an encrypted connection between you and that server, which allows all data to be protected. That way no one can snoop on what you're doing. Um, these are very useful for the, uh, the public wireless, but also useful for your home wireless as well. Um, As far as the the usage of it goes, it's it's pretty – it's no more difficult than it was to log on to AOL uh, in the 90s. Um, You put your username in, you put your password in, you hit connect, and um, a a lot of these services will give you the ability to choose which country you want to connect from uh, in case you're trying to uh, access content from another country or however it is that you want to use it. There are many different ways to use a VPN.
0: All right. And, uh, Wilt, staying along the lines of security, um, when we talk about security at home, you know, you are visiting someone's home and you try to connect to Wi-Fi and all these networks come up. How can you make sure that while you're at home and in the vicinity of other people that your at-home Wi-Fi network is protected? I think, first of all, just a a good password is important.
2: Oh, definitely a good password. Um, Avoid things, you know, those passwords being like your name, the dog's name and and some of these other things but definitely a good password uh, to keep the neighbors off yeah that's going to be the main thing is you know you need to know who's actually on your network uh, Mm -hmm. to keep that secure a little small thing you can even look in a lot of the uh, the home the residential modems routers you can actually look in there and you can see what devices are connected i actually recommend to a lot of people look at that every now and then and make sure some uh, neighbor sneaky neighbor kid hasn't managed to sneak on there somehow
0: (laughs) right Okay, we have more calls to get to. Al is in Mobile with a question. Good morning, Al. What do you have for us, Al? You're on the air.
6: Yes, I have a, a home service of wireless, but they, we don't we don't have a television. We don't do streaming and stuff, and it seems that it costs a lot of money. And I can get data pretty cheap from 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 my uh, wireless provider. I wondered about just using my phone as a hotspot.
0: That's a good question, Al. I, I did see some people use what is called like a, a, a MiFi. Some people have a MiFi, and they just use that connection. Uh, Jeremy, did you have any thoughts on that, using his phone as a hotspot?
3: Uh, if he's not doing a lot of downloading, he said he doesn't stream or anything, um, I would say that's definitely a viable solution for you, Al. Um, you can you can get a MyFi or some phones can even be used as wireless tethering uh, routers.
6: Yeah, I I use this. Uh, I use my phone in public spaces, like I take the bus a lot. So in the bus stations, I don't use their their Wi-Fi. I I don't want my passport password out there, so I just use my 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 phone as the hotspot. And I'm wondering, if is that secure enough?
3: I'm assuming that's secure. Uh, yes, I would say it's it's fairly secure as far as keeping people from snooping on it as long as they don't get on the network uh, somehow find out that password. But I would still highly suggest the usage of something like a VPN. And since you'd be cutting off your home Internet anyways, you'd be saving some money, uh, you could put that money towards a VPN, which would be a very cheap way to secure your connection.
6: Okay, well, I've, I've heard about that, and I've got a friend that knows about them, so hopefully I'll, I can take your advice.
3: Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, I suggest looking into uh, Tiger VPN. That's, a, that's one available here in America, uh, and they've got some very affordable solutions for you.
0: Okay, thank you. All right, Al. No problem. Okay, appreciate your call, Al. Uh, we go next to Keith, who's on the road with a question. Good morning, Keith. What do you have for us?
10: Yeah, I heard y'all talking about Wi-Fi, and I got a buddy of mine that hooked you, went out and bought him an antenna, a Wi-Fi antenna at his house, and uh, hooked it up, and now he's getting uh, Wi-Fi through the air and hooking it up to his router or something in the house. To use it. Uh, can, y'all, can y'all tell me how all that works out or what the deal is on that?
0: Okay, a Wi-Fi antenna, so kind of like a, a signal booster well, us,
10: well, it's it's kind of like a TV antenna, but it's uh it's it's used just to pick up the Wi-Fi signal in the air. And he got it out in the country, and it it seems to work pretty well for him.
2: Okay, there are some areas I've not heard that much about it around here that have kind of a uh, rural community internet. I've seen you know some antennas put up on top of water towers and 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 such. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I don't know much about doing that. My big fear would be putting up a big enough antenna, and I'm just really just picking up my neighbor's Internet and, and hopping on theirs. But uh, there are some areas I know I've seen some very rural areas that will actually put those, um, and I can't think of any of their names off the top of my head.
0: Jeremy,
10: did I
2: you asked. have
0: something?
10: Hey, he, yeah, you know, I was going to say in uh, house, something about oh. the house, like like this like he put one up, set, a TV antenna beside your house. He got his own router and everything hooked up. And I was just wondering, does that router have to be to a server like a uh, uh, TV or something for it to work? Or how, how does that work?
3: Okay. Yeah, it has to be connected to some kind of a service of some kind. I was going to say that what your friend is uh, has it in his house, uh, it sounds like it might be uh, legally questionable because borrowing your neighbor's Internet is not legal. And I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but it's what it kind of sounds like. Um Otherwise, he might have a signal, uh, uh, an antenna to amplify, uh, to pick up a connection like Wilkes was talking about. But I'm also not real well-versed in the the rural stuff, so I'm not real sure about that.
10: All right. Well, okay. Thank you, sir.
0: Okay. Thank Thank you, Keith. All right, uh, we need to take our final break. And when we get back, we have Deborah in Memphis who's going to join us on the phone. We have some time left. If you want to join the conversation with your comments or questions, if you want to weigh in today, call us at 877 MPB Ring. We're still looking for some solutions when it comes to uh, internet in rural areas. If you live in a rural area, you have any comments or questions about uh, internet accessibility, call us at 877 MPB Ring. If you have any general tech questions, give us a ring. Any thoughts about Wi Fi? 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org This is Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined by Wiltz Catrera and Jeremy Thompson, and today we've been talking about the world of Wi-Fi. uh, It's uses, how to use it securely, different things you can do with it. Um, And I had found this list of different ways to use Wi-Fi, and I was pretty surprised by some of the things I saw. You can turn your smartphone into a remote control, send documents to your printer from any computer or smartphone, uh, tether your smartphone to to your computer for internet anywhere, stream movies to any TV in the house, uh, and the list really does go on, so so, I mean, the, it's almost limitless when you talk about Wi-Fi. And I guess you can just do a quick Google search on ways to use Wi-Fi and you'll see that list and have some instructions there. But we have some calls to get to. Deborah is in Memphis with a question. Good morning, Deborah. What do you have for us?
5: Hi hey there. Um, I am a parent, family of six, four teenagers. So the Netflix uh, conversation um, carried a lot of weight with me. And we right now have AT&T phones for everyone Along with Comcast in Memphis, and we've been reluctant to change our Comcast due to some um, friends that we've talked to of who have had some issues with AT&T. So we've been a little reluctant to switch, but I also feel like it's time to really step back and reevaluate our costs with what we're doing because we are uh, we just raised our data limits again on the phone, um, and just looking for any advice. We do um, have. A couple of channels. We don't have any of the premium channels on the cable, but our bill is, is just ridiculous on our cable.
6: Mm.
5: So just looking for thoughts on, on ways to streamline and reduce with companies that are um, good, that we're not going to have a lot of data outages. I do work from home, so I do have the premium um, speed on the Internet. And do you have the package with the
3: home phone, which we're ready to disconnect? Okay. And for advice.
0: All right Deborah, well, let's see what we can do go ahead Jeremy
3: with uh, with Comcast um, it's usually cheaper to stick with the bundle so even if you don't use the home phone you're really gonna save money by sticking with the phone. I know that doesn't make okay. sense but that's how they do it um, as far as the uh, the data on the phones goes that's that's where most of your money is going I'm assuming so I would say make sure that when you're at home, you're connected to your home Wi-Fi and you're not using that data. I mean, connect to Wi-Fi as much as possible. Teach your kids to prioritize that because that's where you're really going to get your savings from. Because those wireless companies are—they're bleeding us dry.
5: They're racking up, for sure. I'm trying to keep them off YouTube when we're in the car, for sure. Um, I'm watching videos and that kind of thing, we try to limit that as much as possible. Um, in the home, their phones are connected to the Wi-Fi. Of course, if they watch a movie on Netflix, they're connected to our Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, and, and I Deborah, I, I'm not a parent, but I, I am also trying to use my own discipline because it is so tempting to stream things, get on Facebook, but when you are streaming anything, that uses up a whole lot of data. And as I mentioned That's earlier, I'm trying this month not to go over my own data cap, and that has been because I have been in places where I wasn't able to use Wi-Fi, like in airports or hotels, the, the Wi-Fi wasn't working, and I had to use my own data. So, I mean, you it might have to just... turn turned it off. Yeah, you might have to just tell your children, "Look, this is your limit. You know, if you go yeah. over, you're going to pay for it. How about that?"
5: <laughs> well, we did. We have turned that piece off, mm-hmm. um, so that has certainly helped. But is there a cheaper way to structure this? I guess this is my my secondary outside of the, hitting the data limit. Is okay, a, keep the bundle. I got that, um, and definitely, and we have. Um, we are. We have the VPN you're talking about already, so we have the security piece in place. I feel good about that. Um, I do need to keep the speed, um, just for work.
3: I would say, with what you need as far as the speed and everything goes, you're you're really going to have to settle where you are. Uh, the best thing you could do would just be get on the kids about the data limits.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now, well-
3: I will suggest um, uh, on an Android phone, you can actually set the data limit, and it will cut the phone off. At, like you will not be able to use data after a certain point so if they have Android phones you can go in there and you can set that limit
5: well you can do that on AT&T too mm-hmm. we've gone in and they're only allowed to use it during certain hours of the day and then it cuts off
3: oh. okay, okay. All right, great. It sounds like you got AT&T. it handled Wilson
0: do you have anything
5: yeah. like our bill is ridiculous though I think it's just so high
2: Yeah. Now, are these iPhones by chance
5: yeah, okay. they are they're five, they're they're paid for, they're you know Oh those are the best kind. Yeah. Those they're are the years old. Yeah. They're so it's not now it's strictly the phone bill. Well,
2: um, well one thing you can look at if you go under the settings on their phones, under settings and then cellular, it will tell you of the different apps that are on there, how much they're using. Uh for example a couple that we saw that were you know, YouTube and Snapchat seem to have really been eating us up. Um, But you can kind of go on in there and you can actually tell it that, hey, if you're on the cellular network, if you flip that little switch underneath those cellular settings, it will not allow that app to use the cellular network. So you'll be forced to actually have to use your Wi-Fi connection.
0: Okay, that might be helpful. Deborah, thank you so much for your call. Linda, I am so sorry we're not going to get to your call. We've reached the end of the show, but if you could please send us an email or give us a call back next Wednesday, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for calling in, Linda. Uh, Wilts, thanks for being in today. Jeremy thank you. Thompson, you thank, thanks for being on today as well. Uh, if You're you welcome. didn't get to call, send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.